Hey everyone, welcome back to the Not Just Gym Girls podcast. I'm Marissa. And I'm Vanessa. And today we're super excited to bring you this episode. Today we're going to be talking about how to create and sustain true lifestyle changes. This is something that has come up in both of our clients' check-ins and we thought it would be a really awesome topic to deep dive into. Yeah, absolutely. I think being able to sustain lifestyle changes outside of fitness coaching or a fitness program is super important. So I think being able to decipher kind of what lifestyle changes you're looking to make and sustain can be a really helpful conversation to have. So in terms of starting things out here, we want to talk about kind of what is the all or nothing mentality and basically like why it doesn't work. So something we'll commonly see within coaching is people will come to us and being like, you know, I'm doing all of this exercise. I'm eating really low calorie. Like I'm not really sure why I'm not seeing the results that I'm looking for. And it's been, you know, let's say years and years of trying something a certain way and really going quote unquote all in on their fitness journey with not necessarily the best advice or the best, I guess, routine about it or the best habits around it. So it ends up being something where they feel like they can't sustain it for a long period of time because it is so strict and being able to come out of that all or nothing mindset and really going into lifestyle changes and small habit shifting over time is really the sustainable way. For sure. We see a lot of times too, people like burn out on their current lifestyle and like what they're doing. Um, like for instance, if their goal is weight loss, which a lot, I know a lot of women that come to us are, um, you know, they'll be slashing their calories and doing tons of cardio and thinking they have to work out like six to seven days a week, but they get very, very burned out. Like you can only do that for small periods of time. And this is also too why a lot of people can't stick to a fitness journey long-term. Yeah. And I think a lot of times I get the question from friends, family members, clients, like how have you been doing this so long? And it's because the things that I have done are sustainable. Mm-hmm. And I think that is a huge, huge part of it. And that all or nothing mentality, that very black or white thinking is not going to be for the long term. Yeah, absolutely. And I think too, with like how we've been able to sustain it for so long, we've both been at this for many, many years. And there is not, you know, any part of me that feels restricted or like I have to be doing what I'm doing or, you know, that like it's not something I genuinely wake up and I'm so excited to go to the gym or I'm like so excited to eat the way that I do. And I think it's something where when you feel very aligned with what you're doing and you really enjoy with what you're, like what you're doing, of course you want to keep sustaining that. And now for myself, at least it's not even like a habit to get my water in or to prioritize protein or get my workouts in. It's something I really enjoy doing. And I think the way fitness and, you know, all that kind of stuff is marketed. It's like, you know, 14 days, lose body fat, 21 day challenge, or, you know, even like 12 week challenges or whatever it is. Like it really is something where, okay, what happens on day 15 or, you know, after, you know, those, that week, those 12 weeks or whatever it is, like, it is something that you do have to look past that because even if you are a hundred percent perfect for, you know, even like three months, there's still, the habits that need to be followed through with outside of that three months that whatever results that you obtained in those three months is to be, you know, basically carried on with. Yeah, for sure. And honestly, I'm not just saying this because we're coaching, but because we are coaches, but coaching is so, so important when it comes to really like learning the ropes of the lifestyle. Like we don't go into it with the intention of like, you're only working with us for six months and at six months you're on your own. No, that's not what it is. And if you have a program or you're following a program that's like that right now, stop, go find someone that's going to really lead you to the right way. Because at the end of the day, the reason that we are at where we're at is because we've hired tons of coaches between the two of us. Yeah. Like truly a lot of people too will say like, how have you gotten all this education? Like I don't have my degree in um, exercise science or anything along those lines. And it's because I got like my hands in there. I got experience. I 
worked with so many different coaches, found out all these different methods, learned from them. And I think that is so, so imperative to that. Like when my clients are done with me and I know Vanessa can speak for this too, but like we are teaching you the ropes on how to learn a healthy lifestyle and that like it doesn't come at the end of six months, 12 months, whatever it is like, all right, you're on your own. It's like, no, you've now taught me the ropes on how to just sustain this on my own. And I think that's so, so important and definitely something that we are like going to touch on really within this podcast of kind of how we go about doing that. Yeah, absolutely. And I think where you mentioned like, how do we got to get to where we are? Well, well, definitely. Yes. With the coaches and like how we've both kind of navigated through different coaching styles and had different coaches and like finding the coaches that work for us. But it is also something with within our own coaching where it's like, I don't want my clients forever. Like I really don't. I love my clients, but I don't want to work with you guys forever. Like I want you to feel so good in terms of like what I've taught you in education and the way that you're able to just like have trust in yourself, your ability to eat and work out and keep the same habits that you don't need me for accountability anymore. And although it like, you know, it's always heartbreaking when a client is like, I just like don't need you anymore. But it's it's the ultimate goal, right? And I think where we speak on like, if you have a coach right now, and they're not educating you kind of like what you mentioned, like if they're just giving you, okay, this is your macros, like, see see you next week, like, that's not necessarily coaching, it's more just like protocol, right? Versus like, coaching is, you know, listening to the person, listening to what they're going through, the obstacles, and all of the things that they're kind of navigating, giving them a game plan and showing them how to navigate it versus just like the numbers of it. And I think that's super important. And even speaking to where you mentioned like you don't have your degree or anything in exercise science, like I don't think you need to in order to have like lifestyle change. And I know obviously you're successful in your fitness journey and otherwise without it, but it is something where I have my degree more so in allied health, which is a little bit more fitness related, but not necessarily the same thing. And it's more so something where you can learn a ton on the internet, like through Instagram and podcasts and our coaches that we previously had, like they all definitely did things in a different way and like taking and, you know, picking what we like from each coach and their style of each coach and you know some of them do email and whatsapp and voice memos training whatever and just like kind of sculpting that to our clients has been really helpful i totally agree yeah for sure i think those those are all like really really great points into that like i've had clients too myself that like they were never in an exercise science background and now they are wanting to be coaches and pursuing that themselves so i think that's a really great point um and also too kind of going along with this is that like there is not a one-size-fits-all approach and I know we've talked about this probably in previous podcasts with like how coaching is extremely extremely individual depending on like the client and what their needs are and like what their lifestyles look like right like I have a handful of pregnant women right now I have a handful of college students I have a girl in med school like things are going to look vastly different compared to each and every client and also too like their priorities and their non-negotiables are going to be different if you're a girl in college, you know, maybe it's your senior year of college. And right now you're focused on like making memories versus you are a new mom. Like your priorities are going to be a hundred percent different. And I think really, really having your coach tailor to your needs and your non-negotiables and kind of like going into creating and sustaining true lifestyle changes. You have to ask yourself, what are your non-negotiables? What are these things that you're not willing to budge on? Yeah, absolutely. And I think with going off of like what your non-negotiables are, I think it goes into a few things. Like is it your girls nights on Thursday nights or, you know, is it your date night on Saturday night that you're just like not willing to give up? Is it your, even we talk about this a lot, like you're running that you just absolutely love and that cardio that you just love doing or your workout classes or yoga or whatever it is, right? That these non-negotiables are like, these are just things you're not willing to compromise on. And I think having these things is really important and being able to like stay locked in with them being like, no, I'm not going to 
you know, miss out on my date night on Saturday night with my boyfriend. Like, I'm not going to miss out on that. No matter if I'm in a dieting phase or in a maintenance phase, in a surplus, just making it work in each of those phases is a little bit different of a conversation. But it's more so just like being able to prioritize like these things I'm not willing to budge on. And if you try to, you know, literally flip your lifestyle on its head and you go from eating out for almost every single meal and drinking on the weekends and not going to the gym and not really prioritizing movement to literally doing the opposite of all of those things and trying to go to the gym six or seven times tracking your food tracking your protein like all of these things it's it you're not going to be able to sustain it long term because if you wanted to be doing all those things you would be doing all those things already so it's something where slowly over time maybe you are like dropping from going out to eat five or six times a week to maybe two or three and that's totally fine and that's like your non-negotiable if you are a huge foodie and you love to go out to eat and you want to do your date nights or if you're just not willing to like give up your entire social life, be in the gym six days a week. All right, maybe you go three. And like being able to understand like over the grand scheme of your fitness journey, over the grand scheme of your life, those three workouts a week is going to add up to a lot more over the course of six months, a year, rather than the two weeks that you did, you know, six days a week of training, which is 12, right? So like being able to understand like the longer term picture, what's truly sustainable is what's going to be best for you. For sure. I definitely think like taking those baby steps and like you said, not just trying to go even that is like relating to that all or nothing mentality, like going from like maybe not having any healthy habits to then full force. It's like that is never going to work. You have to kind of go by like what feels best for you at a rate that feels comfortable for you. And if again, if you have a coach, that's like not doing that and like you have to do X, Y, Z or else I'm not for you, then find another coach that's going to be for you. Someone that's going to meet your needs and meet you halfway of where you need to be. I think that's a really, really important like, like notion. And also too, like what can you sustain? And the biggest one that comes to mind is tracking macros, right? We have a majority of our clients track macros, I would say. I would say about 50-50. Yeah, yeah, I would say like a large majority of my clients do track macros. I have some who intuitively eat. I have some who do more of like a hybrid approach. It really just depends. But like, especially too, like after your coaching time has been done together, maybe you're done with your dieting phase, but now you're going into reverse or maintenance or whatever it is. Like, do you want to sustain tracking macros? Like, is that something that you can sustain? Like, don't lie to yourself and say that like, oh yeah, I'm going to be full force, like accountable on my own tracking these macros because you're just honestly going to be setting yourself up for failure. And then you're going to be like, wow, why can't I stick to this? Maybe because it's like, that is not something that you want to make a priority. And that is okay. And I think really, really drawing the line of like, hey, I spent my time tracking. I spent six months learning what foods work best for me. I went through a cut. I went through reverse. I worked with a coach. Like, I'm really, really happy now. And knowing that, like, hey, I, maybe I can't sustain tra- tracking macros right now. You know, I'm going through a rigorous um, PA school program or whatever it is. Like, that is totally okay. But just having to be upfront and honest with yourself and have that conversation. And I will say, when a client decides to leave with me, I say, all right, let's talk about what is this going to look like after the fact? And I think a lot of times people don't think about that. And they're like, honestly, I don't know. And it's like, well, let's talk through this. Like, do you want to track your macros? Do these workouts feel sustainable for you? X, Y, Z to be able to create and sustain this lifestyle change. Because at the end of the day, it's not worth it if you're going to do something for six months and then just like wash it all out. Yeah, I agree. And I think with going like tracking macros and talking about intuitively eating, this is a really, really good point because I will be the first to say, I don't think anybody should track macros for the rest of their life. I know you feel very, very similar. Like, Mm -hmm. I know we both feel very strongly about that, where it's like, 
hey, I don't need you tracking macros for like years. And I, we both track macros for years. Yeah. And like, do we have to? No. Both of us have the ability to intuitively eat. We don't have to track macros. We do it for, you know, X, Y, Z reason. But it is something where with tracking macros, it's a means to an end, right? If you do the due diligence of learning about nutrition and learning about protein and portion sizes and you like put the time in almost to like, just like anything, practice makes perfect. Like you practice tracking, you practice portion sizes, you practice these things. You don't have to do it for a long period of time. You don't have to do it for years on years. And it's something where when you are tracking, you don't need my fitness pal to hold you accountable to keep those same habits. And I think this is something that I hammer home with my clients because if I mention at a check-in, hey, how do you feel about intuitively eating? And you say, I'm really scared or which is totally valid and totally fair. And you're like, I just don't know if I can do the same thing when I'm not tracking. Okay, this is something we need to address because when you go on your own, eventually, whether you know, it's two weeks from now, two months from now, two years from now, I want you to have the ability to hold yourself accountable to eating more food or to eating your favorite foods or whatever it is without my fitness pal telling you, hey, you have 250 carbs to hit 50 fat and 150 protein, right? Like you have to have this line of like, okay, I can listen to my hunger cues. I can eat foods that I enjoy. I can be mindful of my digestion and my fitness goals without having my fitness pal being like, you have to do this. For sure. I totally agree. And I also think about it too, like a baseball analogy. You know, you don't just go into a baseball field and expect to be amazing at the sport. You have to put in that time and put in that practice. And I think that is so, so important. And like you said, it is a means to an end. It is not supposed to be forever, especially something I'm so passionate about. And I know this is like, of course, it's going to depend on the coach because I know there's coaches out there that are like track on vacation, do this, do that, X, Y, Z. But like, I had a client tell me she's going to Italy and she's like, I'll stay on plan. I'm like, no, you're not. I'm like, I I had the same thing happen. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, no, you're not. I'm like, no, because I don't want you to look back on that five years from now and, and say, this is like, you know, you do not go to Italy every weekend. You know, you don't go there every year. I don't want you to look back and be like, wow, I was on my fitness file the whole time instead of enjoying the pizza and pasta in front of me. Like that is something too, that like, if you are a lifestyle client, again, the only population I say this would not apply to you is if you are prepping for a bodybuilding show yeah. and that and that is something that you decide to do on your own and you know what you signed up yeah for. absolutely and that's kind of like again a very very special population i don't know if there's any people that are actually competing that are like, <laughs> yeah i don't think so i don't think yeah, so, I don't think so. I think it's, it's our bias though I think, yeah i think it's more so just like, like a lifestyle right clientele but truly like going back to this like oh, Tracking macros, not forever. It's not forever thing. You put in the time to be able to get to the spot you're at. I know Vanessa and I, for sure, like, right now, I'm not tracking macros. Um, I know that you're probably planning not to track this summer. And yeah. it's like, again, we do it because we truthfully enjoy it. But it's not like someone's like, oh, you have to do this in order to reach your goals because you don't. Yeah, absolutely. And I think this is actually a really good thing for us to like touch on for a second. Just like our own personal experience really quick with like, sustaining tracking outside of my fitness pal and kind of what we're talking about and what you speak on with vacation. So important. I actually had a, that's so funny you mentioned that. I had a client tell me she's going to Japan and she was like, you know, I'm going to try my best. We're actually in a deficit right now. She's going to try my best to like, just do the, like, you know, do the workouts and track. And I told her, I was like, how many times have you been to Japan in your life? And she told me zero. And I was like, okay, well, I don't want you to look back kind of like what you mentioned, like on your trip from now and being like, oh, I had a fitness coach at that time in my life and she made me track. Because first of all, I'm never going to do that. But also something like, I don't want you to be like, oh, I should have done this. I should have done this because I've been on vacation and I've tracked and I've regretted it. So being able to 
like I've like even holidays like things like that that just are not necessary like I did not have to be as strict as I was so when I talk to my clients I'm like hey like I've done the stupid things like don't do the stupid things that I did like delete my fitness pal if it helps you and like just come back to it like it can be definitely tempting if you like have the app there and you're like looking at you're like oh my god what are my macros today whatever like just delete the app even like whatever do do whatever you have to do and just enjoy your trip and just like come back to it and I think with intuitive eating yeah I know that I myself am not planning on tracking the summer and I usually take the summers off tracking honestly I took majority of last summer off tracking too and it just depends on the like really the goal that you have at the moment like right now I know we're both like pretty happy body composition wise and we don't necessarily have any goals like tentative of this year in terms of like competing or anything like that or like super like strict goals uh so for myself at least like intuitively eating is like my favorite thing to do because I've built the habits of you know what like fitness if you will with protein and all of these things like I love going to restaurants and intuitively eating and going out and like I think something that I always stress to my clients is intuitive eating is not quote unquote like cheat days or like balls to the wall or like these crazy things which is why we're talking about lifestyle change because when I'm intuitively eating when I'm tracking when I'm on vacation I eat very similar things like it, I don't feel restricted in my in my day-to-day like whatever so when I go on vacation yeah I have more fun foods and yeah I'm drinking more alcohol and yeah whatever maybe I'm not hitting my protein but I'm not eating you know only ice cream or only pizza or whatever right like it's it's still that balance it's just might be a little bit more like 60 40 than like 90 10 80 20 for sure for sure and especially for me like when I get to a point where macros is no longer serving me that's when I stop yeah and that happened for me like two or three months ago like I just had a lot of things going on with just like work and personal life and things along those lines and it was more so taking away from me than it was adding I was like putting it in my notes app and I'm like okay I have to go back and, and at the end of the day and track it and I'm like why am I doing this? You know, like at, right now, it's just not serving me and that's okay. And I'm just going to intuitively eat. And yeah, being able to get to that point too, I think is really important. And again, this is years and yeah. years of like fine tuning and saying like, all right, when is it serving me? When is it not? Because I vividly remember this time I was in the grocery store with Vanessa. This was a few years back. And I'm like, I just can't get into tracking macros. I'm like, <laughs> I just cannot do it. And sometimes like that is okay. And you really need to listen to your body and what it's telling you to do. And like, that's, you know, totally fine. But just like Vanessa said, like, even when I'm intuitively eating, I'm still making sure that I'm choosing food options that are like going to still get me closer to my goals. Because yes, I still have goals of like wanting to, and I'm, I wouldn't say like change my body, per se, because I'm pretty much at, like, maintenance right now, um, but, you know, I still have goals of, like, yeah. staying healthy and improving and building a little muscle mass here and there, um, but, yeah, I think when you get to a point where you can realize, like, hey, is this serving me or is this not, and that goes for anything in life. Yeah, not I agree, just, yeah. Not just macros. If you get to a point where anything in your life is not serving you, whether it be a career, a job, a relationship, I'm kind of going off on a tangent now, but, like, <laughs> whether or not it's not serving you, that's when you kind of are like, all right, time to wipe my hands clean of this. Yeah, absolutely. And you make a good point. Like, if is it serving you in any capacity? And this can go way beyond fitness, like you had mentioned. Like, if you are if something is taking away more than it's adding to your life then it's time to cut ties right and it's time to kind of move on from that and we'll kind of you know we're back in the track macros but like I remember when you were going through that phase and I would like go into the kitchen there'd be like no it's like 225 grams of rice and I'm like do you need this like like and you're like no honestly no I don't need it so it's it's just being able to understand like when is it time to just change your priorities and like there's nothing wrong with being able to step back from tracking macros and where we kind of talked about like we've been doing this for a very long time 
So it's taken us a while to get to where we are, where we can kind of decide, like, you know, you almost flip the switch. Like, we're tracking, we're not. We're tracking, we're not. And, like, both of us don't really have super structured fitness goals at the moment. So definitely keep that in mind, too. It'd be very different if we were, like, trying to lose body fat or trying to go through a bulk. We would probably be doing things a little bit differently. So I do want to make that very clear just because we have been doing this for a very long time. And it's really easy to, like, be like, oh, my God, why can't I get to that point when you don't really see, like, the five, six years you've been tracking macros. For sure. And I think too, with just like creating and sustaining true lifestyle changes, like you have to keep your goals in mind. Yeah. And like these are going to obviously shift depending on like your priorities and what your goals are. Just like Vanessa said, if you have goals of losing body fat, like you may have to track here and there versus if you have goals of just like maintaining or being in a slight surplus, like all of these things are going to be very, very different. And I think just keeping your goals in mind when you go ahead and like want to sustain these lifestyle changes. Yeah, absolutely. Like with like habits, especially especially because you do have to keep those same habits, especially if you've gone like through a weight loss journey, which we've kind of both have in a weird way. Mm-hmm. Uh, not anything super like yours was definitely super crazy, but not really mine. Um, so being able to like sustain the same habits that I've had right with losing body fat and like you as well, like keeping your knee in and getting your steps and keeping protein high, keeping food sources similar. And I think when people run into issues is when they kind of are like, okay, I've achieved this goal. Now I can go back to my quote, quote unquote normal life. And it's like, well, not necessarily, right? Because if you go back to quote unquote what normal life is, which maybe for you, it's drinking two to three times a week and it's going out to eat and it's like not really exercising. Well, you know, those habits are kind of where you got to where you were in the first place. So if you're keeping your goals in mind, you're being mindful of protein and all these things, then you're probably gonna be okay. Um, but it is something where, if you finish a program, if you finish coaching, you're like, all right, back to back to normal life, then it's like we're you're probably gonna be back. And that's unfortunate. For sure. Like just like Vanessa was saying, if I was still having the same habits that I had when I was 40 pounds heavier, I would not be able to sustain the habits I do now, right? Like binge drinking and eating out and all those things that I was doing beforehand obviously had to change, right? I had to change my habits in order to get to the point I'm at now. And I think that's super important to remind yourself of because like all those things that you do, water intake, steps, um, what else? I got I'm blanking. Um, <laughs> workouts, like, all workouts, that kind of stuff, yeah. You know, nutrition, all that stuff. Like, these are all going to be things that you need to sustain as healthy habits um, if you want to still stay on track with your goals. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, too, something I wanted to mention that you talked about where you mentioned, like, yeah, you had to stop binge drinking. That doesn't mean you stopped drinking completely. And that doesn't mean that you stopped going out to eat completely. And I think it just really is like moderation and like the amount of times you do those things is more so important. So I just want to touch on that. But in terms of everything else here, in terms of just kind of like wrapping up, basically we wanted to make this podcast to let you guys know, like in order to see true lifestyle change or to see true sustainable change in your physique and your mindset and like all of these things and even speaking on mindset, something I actually want to talk about really fast with like, lifestyle change includes your mindset because you have to adapt the mindset of honestly just like overall positivity and overall like sustainability and longevity like it's not how fast can I get there because who are you racing like there is no one you're racing within your fitness journey if you are looking for the quickest fix like fitness is not the way to go honestly like it's not the way to go so with mindset like you really have to adapt a mindset of like lifestyle change and it sucks, right? Because if you've been doing things a certain way, you're definitely not just going to flip all of those habits, like I said, on their head. It's more so like you have to be like, I'm okay with taking things slower, which is actually a conversation that I have 
really commonly within my clients. It's like, I, I don't want you to go as fast as possible because I don't want you to be miserable. And I don't want, we're not racing anybody, like I said. And it's bringing people back down to earth. Like, I don't want you training six or seven days a week. I don't want you tracking every morsel of food every single day for the rest of your life. Like, it's these like polarizing opposite ends of the spectrum where it's like, there is that middle ground and that's where you should be living. Yeah. And yeah, I think too with mindset, something I just want to touch on super quick is even the positivity of it and like being able to bring your best every single day within lifestyle change, within fitness, super important because it's really easy to get down on like, let's say you have a day where you can't hit your workout and you can't hit your protein, but you still got your water and you still got your steps in. Awesome. That's amazing. That's still a step forward. You're still better than you were the day before. And an analogy I always use my clients is like, if you're driving and you hit a pothole and you get a flat tire, right? You get out of your car, you obviously like fix the flat tire, you can continue on with wherever you're going. However, you know, if you were to get out of the, t- the car, you see the flat tire and then you slash your other three tires, like you would never, ever do that. So with something like fitness and like just being able to navigate this as a lifestyle change, like there's always going to be potholes. There's always going to be things that come up. It's more so just like how you navigate it, right? How you fix that tire rather than slashing all the tires. So if you can't do your workouts and your protein and your water and your stress management and your sleep and all of these things, right? Because it can be really overwhelming. Can you do one or two of those things every single day for a very long time? And that's how you really inflict true lifestyle change. For sure. The mindset side of things comes to like, it is so, so important because if you're like, okay, I was, you know, doing really, really low calorie diets. And then I went through a reverse diet. I got my metabolism in a good spot, whatever it is. And then all of a sudden you're all done. You're like, well, I'm just going to go back to like getting results right away. And, yeah. <laughs> and going back to those low calorie diets, low calorie diets. It's like, where did that true lifestyle change happen? Yeah, where was the disconnect almost? Yeah, yeah, where was like the disconnect and where was your mindset the whole time? I think really, really focusing on the positives and on that positive mindset shift. And I will say, we've seen this a ton with clients, just the more and more they get into their journey. Um, I think it's super important, but literally where the mind goes, the body follows, right? That's the same. Yep, that's the yeah. same. Yep, yeah, yep. And I think, I think that's a really, really good point because like we just mentioned, like we talk about mindset. I think, I think I think talk about mindset more than nutrition. Oh, Sam, for sure. <laughs> mindset is a huge, yeah, part huge of it. part. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I think too, like when you do this for the right reasons, when you're in fitness for the right reasons and you really come at it from a place, not of like self-hatred, which sounds like so like depressing, but like seriously, like self-love. And you're like, I'm doing this because I care about like true health and true change in my lifestyle. And I want to be here for a long time. And I want to, you know, see my grandkids grow up or my kids grow up and be around for that. And like, when you see fitness as more than just like fat loss, which kind of what you had touched on, like if you go through your reverse and then you're right back to where you started, it's like, okay, we, again, where was the disconnect? Like we just kind of, now we're back to where we started. And it's like, there's not, that's not the only way. So being able to just like understand the phases that you're in and like, really it's weird, but like taking your mind out of fitness, just being fat loss. Cause it's, it's not like fitness is not just about fat loss, it's about health. And people really tend to get that confused. For sure. For sure. I couldn't agree more. And I think really just wrap things up here with creating and sustaining, sustaining true lifestyle changes. You have to ask yourself, what are your priorities? What are your non-negotiables? Yep. Is it sustainable? Is it something that you can see yourself doing? three, six, nine months, two years, five years down the road. What are your current goals? Yeah, absolutely. It's a really, really good point. So thank you guys so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Please feel free to share this on your story and tag us. We really appreciate it. And thank you so much for listening. Yeah, we'll catch you guys next week.